service. Welcome to this creative service. Welcome to those of you who are joining us online. This morning's service is being streamed. Can I like you to stand for our call to worship, please? It's taken from Psalm 95, and the words are on the screen. I invite you to join with me in saying the words in yellow. Come, let's raise a joyful song to the Lord, a shout of triumph to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving and sing him psalms of triumph. For the Lord is a great God, a great King over all gods. The farthest places of the earth are in his hands, and the folds of the hills are his. The sea is his. He made it. The dry land fashioned by his hands is his. Come, let's throw ourselves at his feet in homage. Let's kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God. We are his people. We, the flock, he shepherds. We're going to stay standing for the opening song, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. We're going to sing the first four lines to you. Uh, invite you to join in from the chorus onwards. After that, there is a chance for us to shout aloud brief prayers of praise to God. So you might want to brace yourself for that. If God puts something in your heart you want to express to God in praise, be prepared to shout that aloud after we've sung this song. The first four lines we sing, please join in on my signal at the chorus. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Come. Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord, our Lord, is a great God, the great King of all Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us bow before him in
you to shout aloud to the rock of your salvation. Brief one-line prayers of praise to God. Thank you, Lord, that you are the rock which does not give way beneath us. Thank you, Lord, that you're always faithful to us. Thank you, Lord, that you're here with us this morning by your Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your offer of salvation. Thank you, Lord, for trees laden with fruit. Thank you, Lord, that you are the king of all creation. Thank you, Lord, that you are completely and utterly faithful. Amen. Do please sit down. We continue to praise God in the words of Psalm 77, verses 11 to 20. Our Lord, I will remember the things you've done, your miracles of long ago. I will think about each one of your mighty deeds. Everything you do is right. And no other God compares with you. You alone work miracles, and you have let nations see your mighty power. With your own arm, you rescued your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. The ocean looked at you, God, and it trembled deep down with fear. Water flowed from the clouds. Thunder was heard above as your arrows of lightning flashed about. Your thunder roared like chariot wheels. The world was made bright by lightning and all the earth trembled. You walked through the water of the mighty sea, but your footprints were never seen. You guided your people like a flock of sheep and you chose Moses and Aaron to be their leaders. Lord, as the people whom you've called, we gather this morning in your presence. Those of us who come here often, and those who haven't been for a long time, if at all. Those of us who are full of faith and those who don't know what we believe. Those who can hardly keep from singing, and those who can barely face the day. We gather because you've called us, because you love us, 
because you are our God. And we gather not because we're good or pure or holy, but because of our need. We gather knowing that again and again we fail to live as you would have us live. That we haven't loved one another. That we haven't loved your creation. That we haven't loved you. That we haven't loved ourselves. Forgive us, God. Renew us to be your people. Make us one. And reassure us in our true identity as children of the one who is above all things. For we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our faithful and forgiving friend. Amen. Stand and sing, dear Lord and Father of mankind.
Please sit down. I'd quite like it this morning if everybody could join in to tell this part of the story. That might mean that you're willing to come up the front and be one of the characters. Or it might just mean that you're going to stay where you are and be a different part of the story. So would anybody like to take a leading role this morning and be Jesus? Is there anybody who would like to come up and be Jesus in the story this morning? Yes, come on then, that's lovely, thank you. Can you come forwards? Yeah, if somebody wants to come up and support, that's brilliant, thank you. And then I need somebody who's going to be Peter in the story. Anybody going to be Peter? Thank you, come on up. And then I might need a couple more disciples to go with Peter. Is other people going to be willing to be a, a few disciples? Thank you, that's it. We've got one disciple, maybe another disciple, if we can have two more. Yeah, a couple more disciples, that would be nice. <laughs> Thank you for being Jesus. You do, that's wonderful, right. If you could come over here then, and are you going to help? And support, that's lovely, thank you. Right, you just stand there, and when I tell the story, you'll find out what you need to do. Can we have another disciple? Go on. You're going to be, no? Okay, we'll just have one extra disciple there. What I also need is a couple of people to be a boat. So, um, one person for the front of the boat, and one person for the back of the boat. Who's willing to come and be a boat? Thank you. There we go. One side, and you have the other side. That's lovely. Thank you. That's right. Well, the sea is everywhere else. Right. If Peter and the other disciple could come over here, that's lovely. If you remember last week, Jesus had just been talking to a whole crowd of people and he just fed them. Yeah? Feeding of 5,000. Well, this story happened straight after that. So, Jesus sent his disciples to get in a boat. Alright, so shoo them away to get in the boat. Guys, would you come and get in this boat? If you can hold it nice and straight. You stand behind it, that's it. Lovely. He sent them to go to the other side of the lake while he dismissed the crowds. Right, so you can wave to all the crowds because they're going home now. Yeah, wave to them, that's it. Lovely. Brilliant. And then Jesus went up a mountain so he could be alone and pray. You were saying you pray. Yeah? Yeah, good. Well, you... That's lovely. Well, you do some prayers now as if you're Jesus praying. And by the evening time, he was still up the mountain praying. Meantime, 
The wind has dropped up. Now I want the rest of you. You're not the people anymore. Now you're the wind. So can you go? <laughs> and this poor boat was being thrown around, up and down, up and down. And the poor disciples, they might be rowing. I don't know whether they were doing something with sails. They might have been bailing the boat out, all right? And they weren't making any more headway. They'd gone a long way from the shore, but they were going against the wind. So keep going, wind. Before the morning, Jesus came walking to the disciples on the water. And you've been walking along here. Yeah? Walk up to where the boat is as if you're walking on the water. Now the poor disciples, when they saw him coming, they were terrified. They thought he was a ghost and started screaming. <laughs> but Jesus said, don't be frightened. It's me, I'm Jesus. You don't need to be afraid. So Peter called out, well, if it's really you, Jesus, tell me to come out of the boat and walk to you on the water. Yeah, so that's what Jesus said. Come and walk to me on the water. So Peter got out of the boat and walked towards Jesus on the water. But the wind's still going. When he saw how wild the wind was, he started to get afraid and started to sink. Peter, can you look like you're sinking? And he shouted out, Jesus, save me! So Jesus put his hand out and helped Peter up. And he said, you haven't got much faith. Why are you afraid? <laughs> when Jesus and um, Peter got back in the boat, perhaps you could go round them rather than them having to climb over. That would be good. Woo! <laughs> hey, where's the wind? Come on, the wind, the wind. When Jesus and Peter got back in the boat, the wind calmed down. The boat was still. In the boat, the people worshipped Jesus. And they said, surely, really, you are really the Son of God. I wonder how they showed that they were worshipping God. I wonder what they felt, what they did. I wonder how that knowledge that Jesus was the Son of God impacted on their worship and also on the rest of their lives as they left that boat. Thank you for helping. You may also now leave the boat.
we thank you for the story of Peter faltering amid stormy seas, because it's reassuring to us when we do the same. Thank you for walking on those rough waters, because you are in the storm with us, as you were with Peter and those disciples in the boat. You are the one we can trust to save us when we sink. So help us keep our eyes fixed on you in stormy times, because you stop us from going under. Your arm is strong to save, however weak our faith might be. When we hear you call, give us courage and faith to step out and come towards you. Amen. You call me out upon the waters. Take me deeper than my 
have the faces on the screen please if you're at a table you've got various faces that are cut out and uh, stored on a paper clip if you're not at a table you might have a sheet of paper with faces on if you're watching online then you can see the screen of faces I want you to get in touch with your feelings this morning I want you to put yourself in Peter's shoes and imagine how he felt, and select from the faces which one matches his experience at that particular point in time. So, so first of all, we're thinking just about crossing the lake as it's getting rough and stormy, the wind is getting up, the sea is becoming uncontrollable, there's no sign of Jesus. Which emotion, which face fits your feelings at that point? point in time. Okay, can I, uh, can I move you on now? You see something coming towards you across the surface of the lake and you can't, at this point in time, figure out that it's Jesus. You just know that something is there that shouldn't be there in the middle of the night in a storm and the sea is rough. What is your reaction which face expresses how you feel at that point in time. Okay, hearing Jesus now saying, Look, it's me. Don't be scared. It's all right. It's me. It's Jesus. How does your reaction affect the expression on your face? What is the new expression that you have? Okay, and then Peter blurts out, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you on the water and let me join you there. And Jesus says, okay then. Come on then. What's your feeling as you hear his challenge, his invitation? 
And as you actually step over the side of the boat and find that the water takes your weight, what then? What expression then? And as you start to sink, <laughs> because you're looking at the wind and the waves, what then? And as you cry, Lord, save me, and Jesus grasps your arm and raises you up again. What then? And you're back in the boat, and there's a great calm. What now? Okay, a range of emotions expressed in the course of that story. What about you? here and now, on the 13th of August, 2023. What are you feeling? Where do you find yourself? Which one of those faces connects with how you're feeling at this moment in time? What are you going through? What are you facing? Where is Jesus? Is he nowhere to be seen? Can you make him out coming towards you, but you're not quite sure? And is that welcome or scary? Are you trusting him? Or do you feel as if you're sinking? Is he holding on to you? Is he in the boat with you? What does he say to you? What do you need to say to him? Do you have the next picture? Picture by Ziga Kerder. Just take a moment to look at it. 
You see the frightened faces of the disciples in the boat, the rough sea, terrified for themselves, more terrified for Peter. You can look at their hands, one clinging onto the side of the boat for dear life, afraid it'll be tipped out, another one raised up in a gesture of helplessness, appeal, despair. And then Peter's hands clinging onto Jesus and Jesus grasping him with an unfailing grasp as he holds onto you when you call out to him. Keeping the picture there, let me lead you in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we're surrounded by many storms. There are political storms within our world and in our nation. We're tossed to and fro by conflict and need and want. Some of us have storms within our families and in our own hearts. We disagree. We fight. We hurt each other. We don't know which way to turn. And we're scared because our weather is changing. All over the world we witness storms in nature such as we have never seen. And in the face of all this we confess our fear our lack of courage, our faltering faith. And you tell us to trust you, but we're battered by danger and by doubts, by fears within and fears without. And we fail. We're overwhelmed. We fall. But help us, Lord, to fix our eyes on you. We are of little faith, but your faithfulness is great, and so is your saving grace. So we look to you and reach out for your hand stretched out to save us. We're going to sing a song, Do Not Be Afraid, I Have Redeemed You. Um, Adrian's going to play it through, then we're going to sing the chorus to you, invite you to sing the chorus, we will sing the verses to you, and you respond by singing the chorus. So let me explain that again to make sure that I've got it right more than doing the same thing. We're going to play it through, we will sing the chorus to you, you all sing the chorus, we will sing the verses, and please join in the chorus when the chorus comes. Okay, let's see how we get on. Do you know? 
On the table here are some figures and some wooden shapes um, that could be put into a scene to tell the story. And if you're the kind of person that, that kind of does things rather than passively sitting and listening, as I talk for the next few moments, can I invite you, you'll be off camera, just to come out and to build the scene for us. This isn't just something to occupy you while the minister talks. Actually, I want us to be able to focus on the scene at the end of the service so it becomes part of our worship. So I'm looking for your help here. If you're artistic, if you like building, if you like making, if you want to create the scene that we've made using the wooden shapes, please can I invite you to come out and do so now and work on that while I do the talking and then we'll look at whatever you have, hopefully made, by the end of the service. This is my act of faith here. And can we have the picture on the screen, please? Thank you. Yeah, faith and fear. Jesus says, do not be afraid. But that's easier said than done, isn't it? 
I mean, look at Peter walking across the water. Is he a man of faith or a man of fear? Well, on the one hand, you can't help but admire his faith. He was the one who said to Jesus, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come and join you on the water. And you can imagine the incredulity on the part of the other disciples in the boat. Peter, what are you saying? What are you thinking of? You will drown. No one can walk on water. He's done it again. He said it again. He's opened his big mouth. He just can't keep his mouth shut. Who's he trying to impress now? What an idiot. But Jesus takes him seriously. You clearly don't take me seriously when I say, come and build. So they all bricks. Do you want to come and build? And other people might join you there. Jesus takes him seriously and says, okay, come on then. Come on then. Step out of the boat. Come towards me. And I can't imagine that Peter just kind of vaults over the side of the boat into the sea. I imagine him very gingerly, very carefully, very anxiously clambering out of the boat and just seeing whether he can do it or not. And he finds to his amazement that the water will take his weight. And he begins to walk towards Jesus. How long he stays afloat before his fears crowd in and get the better of him, we don't know. But after a few moments, as would happen with any of us, his brain kicks in and says, this is impossible. I can't be doing this. This shouldn't be happening. And even in a pre-scientific world, he would have known this doesn't fit in with the laws of physics. This isn't how life works. He was a fisherman. He knew that very well. The wind and the waves were too strong for him, and he started to sink, and he would have drowned if Jesus had not rescued him. And poor Peter. Does Jesus commend him for his faith? No. He rebukes him. Why did you doubt? Oh, you of little faith, he says. That feels a little bit harsh to me. After all, he was willing to have a go, and he did walk on water for a bit. But maybe Jesus was just pointing out what he could have done if only his faith had been stronger than his fears. But at least he had a go. I mean, the sensible thing would have been to say, Jesus, if it's really you, come and get in the boat with us, which is what would have needed to happen anyway. And that would have been the safer option, but not Peter. No. If it's really you, tell me to come and join you. And, and maybe that's because it's personal for him. It's not about the other disciples on the boat. It's about his own willingness to take a step of faith, get out of the boat, out of his comfort zone, make his way across the waves to Jesus, and he does it. And he makes a mess of it. And he nearly drowns. But Jesus grabs hold of him and saves him. And yes, it would have been safer, more sensible to stay in the boat. But for those few moments, when he was walking on water, Peter knew the miraculous power of God at work in his life. And in years to come, he'd never forget that. Walking on water, nearly drowning, Jesus grabbing hold of him to save him. Jesus enabled him to do what he never could have done by himself. And when he failed, Jesus was there to rescue him. Faith and fear.
because he had faith in Jesus, he was able to walk on water. And when his fears crowded him and got the better of him, Jesus kept him safe. And whether you succeed because you have faith, or whether you fail because of your fear, Jesus is there to keep you afloat and to rescue you when you start to sink. And sometimes we find that we can walk by faith and do the impossible. Other times when our faith fails, we need to cling on to Jesus for dear life. But he's there when we need him, never letting us go, never letting us down. And you know, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, when the disciples meet the risen Lord, back from the dead, they worship him. But some of them doubted. That same mixture of faith and fear again, jostling in their minds. Is this really Jesus? The dead, dead don't rise again. Can we trust him? Is this just a figment of our own imagination or is he real? Can we do what he calls us to do? Can we go out into the world and make disciples of all nations? Is he really going to be with us? every single day until the end of the age? And when we read the story of Peter walking on water, we know the answer to all these questions has to be yes. Because of who he is. And what about you, again, this morning, bringing it back from Peter and the disciples to us here at Brighton Road? Is Jesus in your life? Can you see him coming towards you? Is that a bit scary as you encounter Jesus for the first time? And you're wondering, is Jesus really who he says he is? What will happen if I take a step of faith and put my trust in him and give my life to him? But Jesus says, come on. Come on. Come to me. And if you get out of the boat, you will find that he's faithful. Because he always is. And you will find that at some point you fail. Because we always do. But he's always there to rescue us. For many people, the Christian life starts with them praying a prayer like, Lord, if you're real, tell me to come to you. And Jesus says, okay, step out of the boat and I'll show you. So in your life, whose move is it? You can see Jesus and hear him. Make no mistake, it's your move. And it's only when you take that first step of faith that you'll find out for yourself that he is real, he's the one who'll keep you afloat, and he's the one who'll save you when your heart is filled with fear instead of faith. If you give your life to him, it will never be the same again. And perhaps today is the day when he's calling you to do just that. Step out the boat. Come to me, except I really am Lord. Give your life to me, he says. See what I can do for you. Or maybe you do belong to Jesus. Christ is in your life, but you know he's calling you, inviting you, challenging you to take a step of faith, to make a fresh commitment, to perform some act of obedience. Will you trust him? Will you step out of the boat? 
Will you be paralysed by your fear or empowered by your faith? What is Jesus calling you to do? Is it get baptised? Is it to take on some responsibility? Is it to share your faith with someone? Is it to go somewhere to do something? You know. I don't. He knows. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Spend a moment in quiet. Lord, you know how weak we are, how big our doubts are, how we find it difficult to trust you and how easily we fail you. But thank you that your love is constant. You forgive us. You rescue us. You're patient with us. You keep us safe. Lord, you know our little faith is wretched at times. But we want to put what faith we have in you. And hear your call. And do what you call us to do. Thank you that you'll be there to forgive us and rescue us when we fail. But Lord, we want to walk towards you. Give our lives to you. And do what you tell us to do. Because you are the living Lord. I want to pray with someone at the end of the service. The prayer team will be here. Just feel free to come up and someone will be there to pray with you. But we're going to close by singing How Firm a Foundation, Ye Saints of the Lord. Oh.
together in the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen.